0: Welcome to Awaken and Empower, a podcast dedicated to creating a space for honest and true conversations on self-development, spirituality, and the intricacies of being human. It's hosted by me, Shaylin Ivany. I'm a self-empowerment coach on a mission to help women deepen their connection with themselves so they can live an authentic and meaningful life. And that's my intention with this show as well this podcast is for anyone who is ready to unlock their inner wisdom and commit to the journey of deeply knowing embracing and honoring themselves awaken and empower is a safe space where we can get real and dive deep into big and meaningful topics like identity and spiritual growth inner work and mental health and the meaning of the miracle it is to be here alive and breathing and taking up space listen in for soul-centered inspiration heartfelt advice, and personal stories that will guide you towards awakening your authentic self and living an empowered life. Hello everyone, welcome to a new episode of Awaken and Empower. Thank you for joining me here in this space today. Whether you've listened to every single episode thus far or you're new around here, I'm so grateful for your presence and I'm seriously honored that you're using your precious time to tune into this show. If you ever have any thoughts about what you hear in the episodes or you just want to chat, I'd love to connect with you. All my contact info is in the show notes as always. And if you love the show, I'd really appreciate a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe so you never miss an episode and share the show with a friend if you think they'd enjoy it too. This podcast continues to be a labor of love for me. It's a passion project and I just really enjoy doing it. It amazes me that at this time last year, I was just a dedicated listener of podcasts with a small dream of one day having my own. I had a lot of self-doubt about it, but it was around this time last year actually that I started to take small steps to bring this dream to life and here I am. 34 episodes later, almost a year into it, and it's still crazy to me. All that to say, if there's something you really want to do, but you're holding yourself back because you don't think you'll be able to do it, try it anyways. You never know where to lead you, and dare to amaze yourself. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to share a testimonial that one of my clients was kind enough to write for me recently. And I just want to say, I don't share these testimonials to like brag or boast or anything like that. That isn't me. I share them because they are a true testament to the power of coaching. It's not even so much about me as a coach. Well, no, I, I can't sell myself short because I know I'm good at what I do and I'm trying to get better at owning that, but... At the same time, I think these testimonials are really more so about the woman receiving the coaching, all that the client is able to experience when she is open to the process and willing to explore her inner world. I can sit here all day and talk about how powerful coaching is and that might be helpful for you, but hearing the real life lived experience of someone who's been through it and experienced empowerment from it is, I think, much more useful. So anyways, this is what my client said and full disclosure, I cried my eyes out the first time I read this so I'm going to try to hold it together this time. So she said, before beginning my sessions with Shaylin, I was going through quite a lot of changes in my life and felt extremely lost. I recently ended my long-term relationship and was dealing with a lot of the grief, guilt and intrusive thoughts from the breakup. I was also extremely hard on myself during my job search and was dealing with comparison and had a very negative self-perception of myself. Working with Shaylin has been an incredibly life-changing and eye-opening experience for me. Shaylin created such a comfortable and safe space for me to talk about anything that was on my mind. During each session, we were able to tackle an issue that I was dealing with and Shaylin helped guide me to reach my own conclusions and solutions. She provided great techniques for dealing with intrusive thoughts and also offered amazing suggestions and advice during each session. I left each session feeling so much clarity and weight lifted off of my shoulders. My self-confidence and self-compassion has improved so much since working with Shaylin, and I know now that I have all the tools and techniques that will help me later in the future when dealing with intrusive thoughts or any problems that come my way. Shaylin is an amazing coach who truly cares about all of her clients and I could not recommend her enough. I'm forever grateful for Shaylin and her amazing talent in helping others." Whew. It feels good, it feels good you know, it feels good to help people in this way and getting this kind of feedback just really fuels my passion for this work even more. I just love it so much. And to know that I can be the guide on someone's journey to self-empowerment is such an honor and a privilege and I just want to do this forever and ever. (laughs) If you want to find out more about the coaching I offer, you can head to the coaching services page on my website and I'll pop it into the show notes for you. And you can also check out my profile on newme.com which is the online directory of coaches i am a part of i'll also put my profile in the show notes for that and there you can read more about my coaching and even listen to an interview i did with someone from the new team where i talked about my practice and why i do what i do i shared that interview in a previous episode but you can also listen to it on my new me profile and it's actually on my coaching services page and on my website as well. And hey, starting a coaching relationship could be a great way to start off the new year. I already have a couple women who want to start sessions with me in January and I have more room in my heart for anyone else who would like to start 2022 off in an empowering way. I don't know about you but i just have a feeling next year is going to be expansive in some beautiful ways and it may just be the perfect opportunity to dive deeper into your self-empowerment so now that we've talked about all of that we can get into the topic for this week's episode So as you can see from the title of this episode, I'm going to be talking about learning to embrace all parts of yourself. And yes, I separated your and self into two separate words, and I did that for a reason. It was not a typo, I am an English major through and through, I am very picky about editing out errors. (laughs) I separated yourself into two words because I wanted to emphasize the self. I believe we all have a self. And by self i mean like our essence our truest form our heart and soul the version of us that is the most authentic to who we are the parts of us that are left when we shed all the layers of who we think we should be or who the world wants us to be yourself is you at your core unconditioned and pure it takes some digging and self-awareness to fully understand this part of you and i truly think it's a lifelong process You know, we're all constantly on this path of self-discovery and self-actualization and we're also constantly growing and evolving and unlearning and shifting and all that affects the self as well. But I don't know, I just think the self represents those parts of us that are always there because they're truest to our mental and emotional and spiritual and biological makeup, if that makes sense. The further we dive into this topic the more I hope it makes sense. I apologize in advance if I start to ramble as I usually am prone to do, but bear with me. And as always, I hope you get something out of this episode that you can carry with you moving forward. This whole concept is deeply tied to what I do as a coach and also the personal journey I've been on and that I continue to travel. My mission as a coach is to help women deepen their connection to themselves so they can live an authentic and meaningful life. And a huge part of that is learning how to embrace all parts of yourself, building your understanding of yourself and softening into acceptance and love for who you are. My mission for my coaching comes from a very personal place because I know what it's like to feel disconnected from yourself and unsatisfied in life and also to not know how to embrace all parts of yourself. And that's been a huge part of my journey as well, especially over the past few years. I used to be so disconnected from myself. I allowed the external world to shape me basically because I just didn't know how to turn inward. I was a people pleaser and always worried about what others thought of me. And I did things just because I thought I should and I also used productivity and external validation as markers of my self-worth. It wasn't until I graduated university when I realized just how harmful this way of being was for me, how stuck I was in it, and that was painful. You know, it's scary to realize you don't really know who you are or what you want in life because you've spent your whole life living for everyone but yourself. It was like my life wasn't truly my own. And this realization that I had been neglecting myself basically my whole life didn't come right away. It came after months and months of inner turmoil and confusion and feeling just so lost. And the knowing that I have now didn't come in one burst. It kind of unraveled itself over time until it finally presented itself in a way that I could truly see it. That I could fully and finally understand what had really been going on for me my whole life. It's not an easy process to explain or to go through either and it just takes time i've noticed that my understanding of it all continues to grow over time as i create more distance from that phase in my life my perspective has grown considerably and it's like new levels of knowing are unlocked the more time passes and the more i experience and the deeper i go into my inner world So, all that to say, I damn sure know what it's like to not embrace all parts of yourself and then go through the process of learning how to do that. It's messy and unpredictable and doesn't make sense a lot of the time, but it's also beautiful and necessary and empowering. And it honestly doesn't need to make any logical, rational sense. A lot of the time, it's just felt, it's embodied. And it transcends the logical, rational boxes we're often told to stay inside. Just because you can't explain something doesn't make it any less valuable, especially when it comes to this journey of embracing all parts of yourself. So yeah, in this episode, we're talking about embracing all parts of yourself, the beautiful mess that you are, the imperfect miracle, all your wounds and ways of being, the parts of you that make you who you are, a human that no one can replicate. A work of art that no one can copy i think part of this is realizing that there's nothing good or bad about you you just are you good and bad are arbitrary terms that we use to make sense of the world but when it comes to you and all the intricacies of who you are the distinctions of good and bad have no place here they are irrelevant and flimsy descriptors that just can't encapsulate the essence of you. the world within you transcends logical judgment and that's the beauty of it now i apologize in advance if this episode feels a little all over the place at any point i have a lot of thoughts on this topic more thoughts that can be put into one podcast episode and i tried to put them in some sort of order when i was planning the episode and before i hit record here but i realized that it's okay to be a little all over the place especially with such a big topic like this It can't be confined. It needs to run wild. So just trust me, we're in this together. I would never lead you astray. And we'll move through this big, hard, beautiful topic together. Now, an alternate title for this episode could have been Confessions of a highly sensitive, socially anxious, introverted empath who lives with generalized anxiety every day and occasionally depression. But that would have been way too long. (laughs) That is me, though. Those are some of the main parts of myself that I have learned to embrace and love and accept. And I no longer see them as a burden or a source of confusion or a reason to be hard on myself. It's all just part of who I am. I used to not understand these parts of me. I used to be really hard on myself for being the way I was, I wished I could be different, I wished I could fit more into the norm or what I thought the norm was, I just had a real hard time embracing myself for all that I was, it took a lot of inner work to embrace these parts of me and accept myself for who I was. And I'm very much so still on a journey of getting to know myself, and building an understanding of my ways of being, and strengthening my acceptance of it all. Accepting and embracing all parts of you isn't easy, especially when it comes to things that your external world deems undesirable, or even wrong or less than. The parts of you that don't align with the norm of society, like for me. It took me a long time to accept and embody my introvert nature. I didn't really even learn about what it meant to be an introvert until a few years ago. I think this is shifting, thank God, but there is still a preference for extroverted tendencies in society, tendencies that I don't think I will ever be able to possess because it's just not who I am. I'm not going to be the most confident or talkative person in the room. I'm not going to want to socialize all the time. I'm going to always need alone time to recharge and refuel myself, and that's not a weakness. It's just part of who I am. And the same can be said about my high sensitivity. As soon as I started learning more about what it means to be a highly sensitive person, which came even later than my learning about being an introvert, my whole outlook on myself and my life changed. Suddenly, it was okay for me to be easily overwhelmed and uncomfortable in highly stimulating situations and to need time away from the outside world to reconnect to a sense of peace. I used to think I was just incapable of being a human, (laughs) and my sensitive nature as a kid and a teenager, I felt was often seen as a problem that needed to be fixed. It was like I wasn't allowed to the way i was because again it didn't line up with what the world wants us to be or what is arbitrarily expected of us as humans it's all made up bullshit, to be honest who decided we all have to be loud and assertive and confident to be successful who said socializing all the time and being out in the world constantly and taking in so much external stimulus was more desirable than just spending time alone Who said being sensitive and quiet and emotional was a bad thing? I could go off on a whole rant about all of this, but I digress. And I'm just sharing this to say that learning to embrace all parts of yourself often takes a lot of unlearning and challenging the norms you were brought up with and questioning the expectations placed upon you. Is any of it true? And even more than that, is any of it true to you? If not, then free yourself. Free yourself so you can have the space to be more of who you truly are. A lot of this is just about shedding all the layers of who you think you should be so you can be who you truly are. It is your right and your duty to yourself to do that, or else you'll just be living untrue to who you are. And trust me, that isn't fun. I just always thought something was wrong with me because I was such a quiet reserved, sensitive, emotional, fearful, cautious, shy girl. I was even called out on these personality traits and led to believe that it was a bad thing to be the way I was. People would be like, oh, why is she so quiet all the time? She needs to speak up more. She never talks. She's so shy. To this day, even just thinking back on it, it's still riles me up. The question I got the most that I hated the most was, why are you so quiet? How the hell am I supposed to answer that? And does the person asking it genuinely want to know? Like, I don't know, that question is just so pointless and demeaning and degrading and made me feel so small. I was asked that so many times, and I would never know what to say. If someone asked me that now, you damn well know I would have an answer. But back then, I didn't understand myself and it just made me more insecure than I already was. It was traumatizing, to be honest, to have one of my personality traits labeled as a problem or as weird or something to be fixed. And like I said, back then, I did not have any sense of self whatsoever, so I believed what everyone said to me about me. I believed there was something wrong with me and I couldn't stand up for myself. And yeah, I was just so insecure and unsure of myself and unable to understand or embrace these parts of myself. There's a little story I'd like to share that I think really encapsulates this whole concept. And it's a two-parter from two different times in my life. So when I was in eighth grade, one of our assignments was that each of us had to write a speech on whatever we wanted to write a speech on. Now, keep in mind, I already had a lot of classroom anxiety, especially during this grade. Middle school was just quite the time. Grade 7 and 8, not a fun time. Um, But grade 8 especially, I really didn't like my class. I had no friends. I had some girls that I kind of clung to, but They weren't like my real group of friends. Um, So I already hated that class. And I also wasn't a big fan of the teacher. And let me explain why. So when we were first assigned this assignment of writing a speech that we would have to share in front of the class, we were all brainstorming ideas of possible topics. Like as a class, she would ask each student what they think they could write a speech on. She would throw out some ideas, that kind of thing. Um, And then at one point, my teacher looked at me and said, and Shaylen could write a speech about being quiet. And everyone looked at me and everyone laughed. I remember feeling completely embarrassed. I was speechless. I didn't know what to say. I just kind of wanted to run right out of the classroom. She literally looked at me in front of the whole class and said, And Shaylin can write a speech about being quiet. My heart is racing right now, even just (laughs) recounting this experience. It was um, not a fun time. And after that incident, it just really impacted me. And I stayed home from school for three days Now, this was a big deal for me because I was a good student. I hated missing school because I hated feeling left behind or like I missed out on things or um, that I needed to catch up to the, the schoolwork. So staying home for three days was a big red flag to my parents. I mean, I told my parents I wasn't feeling well, but I think they could tell that I was fine physically, but maybe mentally and emotionally, I wasn't that great. So i finally admitted to them um i think it was probably on the third day that i was actually not feeling sick i just didn't want to go back to that classroom because of this incident that happened and my parents being the lovely humans that they are took my emotions seriously my dad wrote a letter to my teacher i don't remember exactly what the letter said but I think he was just basically standing up for me and kind of calling her out on her behavior to me because this wasn't the first time she's called me out like this in front of the class or just called me out in general for being shy and quiet. This just felt like a breaking point. And so I went back to that class. I gave her that letter. She read it and her behavior towards me changed. I remember one day in class someone called me out again for not talking or being quiet or being shy, something like that. And she overheard and she told that student, Oh no, Shaylin's just a good listener. I had never heard her say that about me ever. <laughs> I think the letter kind of scared her, or maybe just woke her up to her her problematic behavior. Um, I don't know how she was affected by it. I can't speak for her. But anyways The biggest indicator of her behavior shift was when we were approaching graduation and each grade eight class had to pick a valedictorian to represent them at graduation. And each valedictorian would give a little speech to the students and to parents and everyone who was at the ceremony. And she picked me to be the valedictorian of our class. And so I wrote a speech. And I shared it and it was terrifying. But I, I still to this day don't really know what her reason was for picking me. Maybe she felt bad for what she did to me. Maybe she felt bad for me in general. Maybe she wanted to challenge me or show me that I could do something as terrifying as speaking in front of a hundred or so people. I don't know. And then... Anyways, fast forward to the final year of university, I was in a creative writing class and each week um, one student had to share a story that they wrote and the other students got that story in advance and shared their critique and feedback and just that alone is terrifying enough but you also had to read a part of your story out loud to the class when it was your turn to be critiqued. And I had written a creative nonfiction piece about this 8th grade experience of my teacher calling me out and the effect that had on me and then being valedictorian of my class. Um, And I was really proud of that story because I had grown a lot since then. I had made my peace with that experience. I learned from it. I had some perspective. So I shared that piece. I called it speeches. And I got some nice feedback from what I remember, but one piece of feedback stood out the most. There was this girl. I had a lot of classes with her because she was also in the professional writing program like me and also the English program. But we weren't really friends. uh, We kind of just never really associated with each other. Um, To be honest, she was the type of girl that really intimidated me back then. She was... Popular and outgoing and very sure of herself. Everything I was not and never would be. (laughs) Nothing against those types of girls. She just gave me a bad vibe that I couldn't really explain. And she just kind of perpetuated a lot of insecurity in me. And her feedback for this story of mine was basically that she couldn't understand what the big deal was and didn't think the conflict in the story was big enough. She couldn't see how what that teacher did was such a big deal, like that moment wasn't important enough or worthy of a story. Everyone is entitled to their own opinion, but I felt kind of attacked in that moment. I took a big step to share something so vulnerably, something that really traumatized me, and her comment made me question my experience, and again, made me feel so small. I had a couple friends in that class who stood up for me and tried to explain why they thought the conflict was there, so I was thankful for that, but I left that class feeling so insecure and unsure of myself and just feeling really down. It was like all the perspective I had gained on that experience just went flying out the window and I was back to feeling like that insecure, shy, quiet girl in that 8th grade classroom that I hated so much. And... I think it was because I still hadn't really put myself on the path of understanding and embracing myself. I had started a little bit at that point, but the real growth didn't come until after I had escaped the education system. (laughs) It still guessed to me that that girl just made this traumatizing experience feel so trivial and insignificant. But I know now that it's because she just had never had to experience something like that. She'd never been the shy, quiet girl that people either didn't notice or did notice and called out the fact that she never talked. At that point in my life, I just wasn't strong enough within myself to stand up for myself. I didn't understand that I was an introvert or a highly sensitive person or that I had social anxiety, like really bad social anxiety. I really feel for those versions of me, that girl in the 8th grade classroom who truly hated herself And then the young woman in the fourth year classroom at university who was still figuring out how to truly love herself. But those phases were all necessary to bring me to where I am now. There are so many other stories I could share about this, but this one has really always stuck out to me. And you know what? In my final year of university, I took a class called Making a Book, where I went through the whole process of writing, editing, and self-publishing a book. And you know what the first story in that book was? speeches. The story of me in 8th grade, the one that the girl in my creative writing class just didn't understand. That story set the tone for the rest of the stories in my book. Stories of growing up and navigating mental health challenges and adjusting to university life and falling in love for the first time and ultimately becoming more of who I am. Even back then, before I really found myself in the years after university, I was able to write a whole book on my experiences that scratched the surface of embracing myself. That making a book experience will forever be the highlight of my university career. And all that to say that just because someone else doesn't see the value in your story doesn't mean it's any less important. I've experienced the huge cost that comes with not embracing all parts of yourself there's inner pain disconnection a warped sense of self insecurity being unsure of yourself fear self-doubt all that fun stuff it prevents us from loving ourselves for all that we are and all that we're not it prevents us from celebrating our strengths and accepting our weaknesses it prevents us from living in deep connection to our soul to our intrinsic nature to the truest essence of who we are i think it's a shame that so many of us aren't taught how to accept ourselves how to understand ourselves we aren't given the space to really get to know ourselves if you're like me and you were never taught or given that space create it for yourself take the initiative in your own inner life and tune into yourself the longest relationship you'll ever have is with yourself so it deserves to be nurtured and cared for and fully understood And a big part of that is embracing all parts of who you are. I think there's this pervasive narrative in society, one that I have willingly thrown myself into, but I'm now starting to question, and that is the concept of self-improvement. I don't even like that word anymore. It's gross to me. I used to be all about it, but now I have some strong thoughts and To me, the term itself, self-improvement, implies that something needs to be made better, something needs to be fixed within yourself, something is wrong and it needs to improve, and it also implies that there is some end destination to this, a place where all is improved and well and good. I don't believe that about any human. You are not broken and you do not need to be fixed and there is no end destination. It's an ever-unfolding process. Yes, there are things you may struggle with, things you're working through in yourself, but there is nothing wrong with you. You do not need to be constantly improving yourself. That's a very productivity-driven, patriarchal, capitalist, masculine energy way of looking at things. You do not need to be fixed, no matter what anyone tells you. I prefer the terms self-development, self-empowerment, personal growth. We are all constantly evolving, changing, shifting, and yes, there may be improvements made along the way, but I just don't think that should be the goal. How about we put more emphasis on our natural progression, on embracing all parts of ourselves in all phases of our life, because there is nothing broken about us, and there is always room for growth and deepened understanding and expansion. I used to think my sensitivity and emotional nature was something I needed to fix and improve. Screw that noise. I don't need to fix or improve anything about that. It took a long time, but I'm now finally at a place in my life where I can say with confidence that my sensitivity and emotionality are some of my superpowers that make me who I am. And do these traits sometimes make life harder? Yes, for sure, absolutely. But they're also evidence that I am fully awake to life. That i'm paying attention that i'm feeling it all while i still can i use these traits to help others and to put out good energy into the world just because being sensitive and emotional isn't as praised as some other traits may be doesn't mean i need to improve upon these parts of me i can embrace them accept them love them simply because it's part of who i am i can see them as strengths and not as weaknesses so no i don't believe in self-improvement there's nothing to improve just everything to understand accept and embrace so maybe take a second and think about what parts of you have you been led to believe that aren't desirable or that need to be improved or that don't really fit the norm of your external world where can you soften into more self-acceptance what parts of you can you embrace more and how would your relationship with yourself change if you were able to do that We live in a world that plays to our lack, that breathes our insecurity, and leads us to believe we need to be fixed, but we don't. What we need is to learn how to embrace our true self more, because that's what will lead to authentic transformation. Real change doesn't stem from scarcity. Those lasting shifts come from the solid ground of love and abundance and empowerment. If you're able to fully and truly embrace all parts of yourself, you will be able to feel the effects both within and around you. I for sure have. And, you know, I'm still constantly on this journey as well. There are still parts of myself that I'm trying to understand and embrace, and I don't think that'll ever change. And I think that's part of the excitement of being human. It's a privilege to continue expanding and evolving and becoming more and more of who we are. And it's wild to look back on how far you've come as well, how much you've grown, how much you've learned about yourself. It's not an easy journey, but it's so worth it. I'm so grateful that I no longer see my anxiety or high sensitivity or my emotions or being an introvert as a burden. It's all a blessing. It's a blessing to be the way I am and to fully embrace that. So what parts of you do you view as a burden, and how can you shift that into viewing it as a blessing instead? Like for me, I used to think being a highly sensitive person was a huge burden, and some days it still feels like it is, but now I can more easily see the blessings in my high sensitivity. It helps me in my coaching abilities, it helps me be more empathetic and caring and supportive, it's helped me learn how to set better boundaries, it allows me to watch the world with eyes wide open and to notice things that other people might bypass. There are so many blessings, even to things like my anxiety and depression, you'd be surprised at the blessings you can find in the things that you initially view as a burden. So maybe take some time to think about that for yourself. What parts of yourself are you viewing as a burden? And how can those parts of yourself be seen as a blessing? I think that's a good note to end things on. I think the point of this episode was really just to say that you always have the opportunity to embrace all parts of yourself. You can accept yourself wholeheartedly and unapologetically. It may be hard at times. There might be things about you that you think need to be improved or eliminated or it's something to be ashamed of. But you are perfect just the way you are, with all your imperfections and struggles and triumphs and dreams. You are one complicated, beautiful miracle, and you deserve to take up space here in this life. And you are always worthy of love. It might sound cheesy, but it's true, and I've been on my own journey of trying to convince myself of all this. So, I know how messy it is, but I also know how empowering it is. I encourage you to reflect on what parts of yourself you struggle to embrace, which parts are easy for you to embrace, how you can soften to acceptance in those more difficult areas, how you can continue to celebrate and honor yourself for all that you are, all that you're not, and all that you can be. If you feel like you want a safe space and loving support to help you navigate this topic for yourself, this is a huge part of the coaching I offer. I'd be honored to guide and support you as you learn to embrace all parts of yourself, Receiving coaching around this as a client for me was such a game changer, and it's just so impactful to have that space to talk these things out and really be seen and heard in what you're going through. And like I said at the beginning of the episode, starting off 2022 with committing to a coaching relationship might be just the thing you need to create some real and lasting and powerful shifts within yourself and in your life. I personally am a huge nerd about transitions, you know, new weeks, new months, and new year is just like the ultimate transition, and I don't know, I just have a good feeling about 2022 in many respects, especially the involvement of my coaching practice, I feel more ready than ever to serve women in this way, and I'm just really excited for what's to come, So, you can find out more info about what I offer on my coaching services page, which I will put in the show notes. And you can contact me if you'd like to schedule a free session so that we can connect and see how our energies match up and all that fun stuff. Now, this will be the last episode of the podcast for this year. I've decided to take a bit of a work break for the month of December so that I can really just sink into the wintering energy, take some time to relax and be with my loved ones and enjoy the holiday season. Also, my boyfriend is moving to the UK in January. He's moving there for the year to finish up his law school degree, so we'll be trying to see each other as much as we can during December before he moves to another continent. it's crazy and exciting and scary but overall i'm just so happy for him and proud of him he's put so much energy into making this dream of his come true and i know big things are ahead for him in 2022 and beyond he joined me on the podcast way back in episode 12 so if you want to hear more about our relationship and navigating a long distance love and how we've grown as individuals and as a couple you can check that out if you haven't already and we actually did talk about his law school journey and the possibility of him moving to the UK at some point, point. and now I can't believe it's actually happening. But anyways, I'm rambling now. But yes, so the podcast will be back sometime in January. Feel free to still reach out to me until then. My inbox is always open to you, and I'd love to hear from you. And whatever you're celebrating this month, I hope your days are full of love and joy and gratitude, and that you're able to take some time to enjoy the moment and just be... Do what you need to do to honor everything that 2021 brought you and welcome the energy of 2022. I'm sending you all the love and good energy and holiday cheer, and I will talk to you in 2022.